Media Masterminds here again with you for another week. I am your co-host, Mr. Pop, Mr. Soda Pop, Mr. Pib, Legend Pop, Paul, and my co-host, the Rose with the most, Mr. Benny Rose. Trying to come up with something different. Or, you know, it's difficult. I end up doing the same, falling into the same cliche every week. So you're the you Rose me- with the most. <laughs> You make me want to do Michael Keaton Beetlejuice, and I'm just not good. At, I don't even think I could do it. I never tried it. I just hear the, you know, just start doing sort. <laughs> Sandworms. I am myself. Nice so, fucking model. We start. We start the show with Curry. Let's do it. Let's go all in. Listen, man. We are. We are. How many weeks strong now, man? This is. This is a good feeling. We've been at yeah, it. This, this is, is great. Consi- this is probably the most consistent for any podcast that I've done, which is great for. For a great start you know this is the uh, eighth episode i mean i've done more episodes for other shows but we've kept this on a regular schedule and we're trying to release it you know every sunday or monday depending but the, the, the shows are in the can and they're ready to go and it's good it's good to be consistent and i think people are listening i enabled a new feature actually on anchor who's our host where people can leave us messages so that might be something going forward. If you want to have your voice heard potentially on the show where we can play it, potentially it's a, it's do a it. voice message, do it. And you do could it. give us comments. Maybe we'll do some sort of Q and a style show in the future. If we get enough people that actually do it, but you can listen to the podcast. However, you normally listen Spotify or Apple podcasts or, you know, uh, Frank's pickle barrel ass, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, that was but, that was that was quick draw McGraw right there. <laughs> Holy but, shit! <laughs> but then go on Anchor, find the find the Media Masterminds page, and then just click the. There's just a message button right on the main page for us. You click it, and you can just record a quick little blurb or whatever to throw up on there. You get out there and you find that fucking dog. You go find that fucking dog. This is a very vulgar episode already. I think we're, we're getting like, comfortable. I get we're getting comfortable again. A minute. So that, we're a okay. minute into the episode. So we're going to go through the the, the usual stuff uh, just for the new listeners. We'll, we'll cover some of the news of uh, TV movies that we like, Marvel, DC, stuff like that. We're going to do a pick of the week, which this week falls to me. I'll go over Benny's pick that I watched of Mandy from our uh, previous regular uh, show. Then we'll do our what, what we're watching, followed by the Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes two and three uh, spoiler discussion. So. The first episode, we kind of backed off on the spoiler stuff. Uh, we're going to go back to what we were doing for WandaVision now and assume that you've watched it. We won't discuss the spoilers until the end of the show. So if you haven't, circle back, circle jerk it back after, you know, <laughs> after you're ready. <laughs> so uh, first bit of news, you want me to start us or would you like to start yeah. us off? Let's, let's hear from the pop himself. <laughs> so the first bit of news is something uh, I'm a little surprised actually that we're finally finding more information i didn't think this movie was going to happen at all talking about black adam starring Dwayne, if you smell what the rock is cooking johnson coming out july of 2022 no way right before right before that announcement they also announced that ps brosnan probably it's arguably one of my favorite bonds i can't say the my favorite bond but i love i love golden eye uh, is going to be Dr. Fate in Black Adam, which is a cool role. And he hasn't been in a superhero movie previously. So it, it's pretty interesting. What are your thoughts on the release of Black Adam being a little over a year away? 
Yeah. Will it actually come out then? <laughs> and uh, Pierce Brosnan actually showing up in a superhero movie, and it's unfortunately for us fan- Marvel fanboys, it's a DC movie. Yeah, I mean, look, we don't know what Warner Brothers and DC are doing right now. Everything's in continued disarray. Um, we're, we're living in this post uh, Snyder verse, you know, demand for it to come back. We have Justice League. We have stuff getting canceled, which we'll discuss a little later. It's tough to be excited. Um, I was never really crazy for Dwayne Johnson to be like Adam, just because I know how he, when he gets casted, you know, they, they tend to let him keep his appearance for the most part, you know, like he's an obvious looking person. Like, you know, it's like, it's like John Cena, you know, you see yeah. John Cena, you see John Cena. I don't see any character that he's portraying in any movie. It, it, not necessarily a bad thing for everybody. You know, if he pulls the role off, great. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, he's going to be bald most likely, you know, like we know what Black Adam is supposed to look like, you know, like there's just certain features to the character. There's certain a personality that I don't know if he's going to do, but we'll see. Right. So obviously the f- movie's been in talks for God knows how long. <laughs> and the, f- the fact that this is the first release date, that's why I said, we'll see because everybody gets a first release date. Oh, that's cute. You get your first release date. You're definitely going to get it pushed. You know, I mean, unless they're just really playing it smart. And when they were really holding it, you know, tight to the chest saying, all right, we're, we're making real progress now. Now we can start talking because obviously everything was always concept art and this is what we're looking to do. And, you know, the fact that they're potentially moving forward, it, it's a good sign. I like Dr. Fate um, as a comic book character. Um, obviously, he's not really explored too, too much in even the animated movies, like here and there. Um, animated series back in the day, you know, we saw a lot of, it, of him in like the Justice League shows. I think Pierce Brosnan could do a good job of the character. Um, I don't really know the connection. If if they have that connection, I, I guess because we're dealing with magic. Let me give you. Um, I'll give you a little, little story. So the Black Adam uh, runs into Miss Doubtfire, and Miss Doubtfire has seen James Bond, Doctor Fate. Help us on the way, dear. And it was a run. It was a drive-by fruiting. That's what happened. He gets hit with the fruit, the, the lime in the back of his head, and he gets becomes Doctor Strange, Fate. But who gets to eat the frozen <laughs> bananas? I mean. I already love this movie, so you know if we're getting the ghost of Robin Williams in here, we, we oh, gotta boy. we gotta we gotta hype the we gotta hype the movie up. Jesus, oh Jesus Christ! Oh, so, I, look, time will tell. We'll see. <laughs> I don't I don't know um, if that's the best movie to just start with that kind of character when yeah. we have a Shazam already and we're potentially not going to have the connection. Right, um, and he's he's gonna he's gonna be like an antihero, right? Because he's a he's a villain in the comics. I'm not super familiar with these characters. My right. my my biggest connection is probably some of the DC animated, like you mentioned, and Injustice. Honestly, the Injustice right. video game for Doctor Fate, and even Black Adam, and through through the story the story mode in that game, which you know Nether Realm does really well in their their titles. Uh, but outside of that, I'm excited that Brosnan is going to be in the movie. I mean, as far as I know, and I think people joke, Doctor Fate is basically the Doctor Strange of the DC universe. He's like, you know, yeah, in a sense. I mean, the one thing I do know is the character that helms the helmet can vary, you know. So it's not always the same person. 
So we don't, I guess we don't know which, which character we're going to get. So it's almost like a a green ring that some. Yeah. That's a good, a good, a good comparison. I would say, because I think that there's even times that Satana has, has worn the helmet. So it it varies, you know, I think, I think it'll be cool to, you know, if they're going to establish one Dr. Fate, you know, for our generation, but are we going to be dealing with one in the past? You know, mm-hmm. and then maybe the helmet gets passed on to someone else, because if, if this is supposed to be Black Adam's storyline, he's not from our time period. You know, he's from a much, much earlier uh, time period, you know, so I believe he's in, from B.C. You know, I'm, I'm not good with timelines and stuff like that, but, you know, I believe he comes from the times of pharaohs and and stuff like that. So that's where I was like, you know, he's supposed to be like this Egyptian character as far as I know, you know what I mean? But again, the movies well, do their own thing and DC the does whatever also, the hell they want. Right. And if we don't know if they're going to connect to anything, like you said, with Shazam, which I assume they will eventually. Eventually. It would be kind of dumb. But maybe this maybe this does take place in the past. So that that's their excuse for they're not running into Shazam because this movie is taking place a thousand years ago. You know, who knows? So it's going to be the Scorpion King. Uh, yeah. And then Brendan <laughs> Fraser will come out as the robot and save everyone. With the Resident Evil 4 jacket when he's in his prime. <laughs> That's a, there's a deep dive. Yep. So we'll all stick right. with the DC stuff, I guess. And uh Yeah, might as well. We could we could actually throw it all together. We might as yeah, well. That makes so sense. So just awesome. just to just to connect to that to tie back into what I was mentioning with DC and Warner Brothers being in somewhat of a disarray. You know, we have all this excitement for Justice League, Zack Snyder, and people wanting more. And then Warner Brother goes and they cancel two movies that were announced many years ago, pre-production. I don't know the states of the movies, but uh, The Old Gods, I know you're a little more familiar than I am with that. Um, and then there was the movie The Trench, which is supposed to be um, kind of like a, a side story of Aquaman that deals with Atlantis and stuff like that. So I think that both of these movies had some form of pre-production in place. So it's a bit shocking. To see kind of Warner Brothers just drop the ball um, and just say, "Hey, we're we're, we're not doing this." Um, again, they're not necessarily bigger uh, franchises, you know, for people that know them. Obviously, you know, we're always going to sit and compare Marvel to DC, you know, so we can look at all gods as, you know, being an Eternals equivalent in a sense, you know, like, it seems like they're they're always trying to do what Marvel does and yeah. doesn't really succeed. You know? I didn't think of that before, but you're right. That's it's probably just almost like Flashpoint and Doctor Strange. Many people are looking alike, but exactly. yeah, Eternals and this are probably old gods. From, from from the little that I know, the old gods is a Jack Kirby creation, and uh, I think even Dark Side was supposed to play a role yes. in that somehow. Uh, but yeah, people seem pissed. I mean, uh, Warner Brothers isn't doing themselves any favors right now by all the stuff they're coming out and saying. Forget about the Snyderverse. And now canceling these two movies that it seems like uh, b- both movies people wanted to get made, but the old gods was one. A lot of people were excited about the potential. Right. So I think the big thing, too, is, you know, we knew that the Snyder cut wasn't going to make them money in a sense. You know what I mean? It costs too much. It's on a network that, you know, hopefully they were hoping to grow their their subscribers. As of right now, as far as I know, I believe there was like 22 million views on it which is not great for them they they believe they had higher expectations um so that's a big thing that 
you know, hey, if we're going to invest, yeah, it's, we're, we're happy people like it, but do enough people like it? You're also, you know, you're in a test market with the, 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 the model that you have by having these theatrical movies like that was, you know, obviously they wanted to release that theatrical. I think they might still at a point or if they did, maybe limited. But, you know, having all these movies on there, you know, there's a lot of that revenue that they're not getting. Right. So I think they might just be trying to find ways to cut, you know, money to, to not hemorrhage, you know, from any losses from any of these movies that are releasing. So you figure, oh, let's let's cut stuff that's maybe not that far down the line. I mean, I'm surprised Flash is still existing. You know, it's, <laughs> we, we, still, that's another... we still might not know. We might not. And we didn't put it on the news here, but just real quickly, we'll touch on it that Michael Keaton did an interview for someone and he said he wasn't sure if he's going to make it over because they're shooting in the UK cases in the UK are, are, are really abundant. There's a lot of cases going on right now of COVID and uh, they have their variant there that is more contagious, not more deadly, but more contagious. And uh, he said he wasn't totally sure. I don't know if he's just playing hardball, even though I would think he, his contract would be signed or he's just trying to trick people or he's really so serious about it. You know, I don't I don't know. And if he backs out after uh, uh, Barry's father backed out, right, Billy, Billy Crudup, Crudup, whatever you guy from Watchmen, if he yeah. he backed out already now. And I mean, they've replaced him. But this movie is really just, you know, it's been in shim sham since the moment it was announced. Right. And, and if again, they lose Keaton, they're going to need some major, major stuff going on. Right. I mean, the biggest struggle, too, you got to think about the fact that if we're t- doing all this talking about not continuing the Snyderverse. This is a character that's existing within his world. You know, I know we've had our Aquaman movie. We've had two Wonder Woman movies. They're different directors and all that other stuff. There's nothing that really connects the dots between the movies, but we're still looking at the same character. So it's like, how do you play into that? Especially if Flash is going to be doing what it's supposed to do with like Flashpoint and go through. You're going to be mixing characters. You're going to be mixing you know, I know Cyborg was supposedly integral, an intricate part to the to the script at one point, you know, but I just I don't have any hope for that either. So, you know, them getting rid of movies that, you know, maybe they figured out ah, people aren't going to care. We haven't talked about them. I think that's the mindset they might have had, yeah. you know, so time will tell, you know, I mean, they still have, you know, what, two movies that are like really coming out like suicide squad and maybe something yeah. else so i think shazam is being shot also isn't it oh i don't know if it's yeah i didn't know if it started <laughs> yeah. so i oh. think i read somebody on twitter and it was just a no it was just a, a nobody i mean we're nobodies we're just fans but it was just somebody i don't remember where i even saw it if it was on someone else's thread but it's like warner brothers really right now they have all these different heads. They have, you know, Jim Lee runs DC basically now, and he has a little bit of a hand in into the movie side, but he's not like a Kevin Feige, you know, and they have HBO Max person and Warner Bros. person. They really need a DC Studios person. They need that right. one person that's just for DC Studios. And I mean, that could be Jim Lee, but then you got to move him away from the comic responsibility and let him focus primarily on this world. Even if you don't want to make all the crossovers like Marvel and be that cookie cutter, copy you still need to you need to plan down the line and have a format for even if these characters loosely touch each other just to have a continuation of some form of overarching story or or i don't know it's just they they have not done well and that they've had some success so they must feel like they can just do whatever they want between the joker movie you know and 
Aquaman made a ton of money. Shazam did well. You know, like they are doing well with these movies. It just are they getting lucky or or you know? I think they're they're looking at it's it's a simple compare. You know, why aren't we making MCU money? Like, why are we not getting the fan base that MCU is getting? But they're not connecting the dots. You know, they're right. not really understanding the challenges that they need to overcome. And putting did, the time. Did, in. Well, and yeah, the time. They, in. Because they did everything backwards. Right. Instead of evolving all your character arcs, you, you know, granted, you know, I know that the Snyder is all controversy and all that other stuff. Like his movie did its best to catch up people that are not familiar with those characters and gave them their arcs that he could. You know, again, the movie falls on deaf ears for the most part because it's more of like a here, shut up. It's we've given you what you want. Let's move on with our lives versus yeah, if you really like it, maybe you were right. You know, yeah. there's never, there's never going to be Warner brothers admitting to that. That's the reality. And that's the biggest heartache that I see is no matter how much we love these characters, they're going to continue to do what they do. This is nothing new for them either. So, you know, you have your Batman movie. That's the other, you know, that was the other movie. I couldn't think of the top, you know, that, that other movie is coming out at some point, right? Not, not connected once again. They made a Joker movie, not connected. Right. You know, I, I get it. You know, it's a cash grab at this point, I feel. You know, whatever you could do to make a couple bucks, but I don't think the continuity is in their heart. And you're right. They need, they need a DC Studios. Yeah, quote, they quote, need quote. someone to guide them along the path. And even if they're not going to connect and be this big thing that results in a Justice League or a Crisis on Infinite Earth style storyline, they just need someone to guide them and not have all these different, oh, we're going to make this movie. No, we're canceling that. Let me ask you, what what movie has Marvel Studios canceled? Yeah. Zero. They have never canceled the movie they have announced. So DC, like, don't even announce these movies. Don't announce something that is not going to definitely get made. It's happening way too much. Look how long, like you said, with the Flash movie. It should have been in pre-production forever. It's been in pre-production since like Batman versus Superman, I feel like. Yes, I think. I'm pretty sure, actually. Like Justice oh. League was definitely not out when they were planning it. Right. So I don't know, man. Well, let's jump <laughs> to man, the last. Dead man walking. The last DC news on here is we'll end on a high note, in my opinion, true. at least. True. Uh, true. The Suicide Squad trailer trailers have come out so they made two trailers one was a red band trailer and then with the release of uh, godzilla versus kong in most theaters now open they released a regular trailer and this trailer is vastly different if you i don't know if you watch yeah, both of them. i you have yeah uh, very very different trailers and i i'm very excited for this movie i i like james gunn james gunn is obviously directing this for those that don't know he wrote it he directed it uh some returning members of the David Ayer's Suicide Squad will be in this movie. Uh, Flag, uh, the person who plays uh, Flag, Harley Quinn, yep. Captain Boomerang, uh, and obviously uh, Waller uh, will they'll all be returning. So maybe they'll still try to tie it together somehow. But I thought the trailers looked looked great. Both of them uh, you get to see who the villain's going to be. The main big bad, and I mean big bad. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited. <laughs> it's an interesting choice, you know, when you think about it, because it is it's not something that has been explored. In, yeah. And in we're talking action. about Starro. So for those that are spoiler into alert, the, into, well, it's in the trailer. I mean, right. you're never going to see the trailer. 
But what do you uh, think stuff like trailers? No, it's exciting. I mean, Gun Gun has a way with building up hype with his trailers, not giving too much away because he's done that in the past as well. Um, he's embracing his crazy way of you know coming up with outrageous stuff. I mean, you couldn't pick a better like band of B side characters, you know, yeah. for him to for him to play with, because I think what he's gonna do he's going to be able to get people interested in characters like he did with guardians. Nobody cared about guardians until he made that movie. Right now, now everybody's a rocket and a Groot fan. And, and I think that's, what's going to happen with suicide squad. So we're going to have another successful DC movie on our hands, you know, but again, I think, it's going to be just, that's what it's going to be standalone and its own kind of thing. Right. right. I, I think King shark already is the, uh, the takeaway oh, from that. Oh Yeah. I mean, loving him, his character portrayal in like the Harley Quinn cartoon. Right, exactly. And, and how coincidental the model, because he did get asked about that and he said it was a coincidence. Um, yeah. They had that. He's not design. a hammerhead. In the comics, right. he's a hammerhead shark. Right. Because they said through a lot of the testing in the beginning, they realized that when he's interacting with other people, because of his eyes being so distant on the other side, there was no real emotional interaction. So they decided to go the route of a regular shark. And then he found out after they were already designing that that cartoon came out, which he happens to be a big fan of too. So it really works out that, you know, that worked so well for the cartoon and it, it looks like it's translating well. And of course your boy doing the voice is even more exciting. No, not my boy. (laughs) Friend of the show, right? (laughs) Yeah. Friend of the show is only reference on the show. That'll be, Uh, but I think a lot of these characters are going to, are going to die. I think a good right majority of them will yeah. like where they showed like that other team walking towards the camera and they're wearing like all the old costumes, like Michael Rooker is one of them and uh, the weasel character. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and uh, Nathan Fillion, there's a bunch of people and they're not with the team of like Harley Quinn and, and uh, Idris Elba's character or any of the main John Cena's, right. you know? So I'm like, those are the guys that are going to end up, yeah. you know, biting the bullet probably right away. It's going to be like Deadpool with X-Force. <laughs> <laughs> go right into the, gonna... uh, the, the tree, <laughs> the tree destroy, whatever, the tree, ch- the tree chopper, whatever you want to call that. Wood chipper. It's a wood, wood chipper. chipper. Yeah. It came, took, to, took me a while, but it came to me. But they're good. Yeah. So that comes out in August and it'll be on HBO Max at the same time, which is pretty awesome. And that's a definitely a day one uh, checkout. And, Absolutely. Uh, last, last, last news there. You wanna... Yeah. Oh, 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 geez. We're finally getting season five. Oh, Rick, I don't feel so good. Ah, I mean, come on. We've been waiting how long? Uh, you know, Mr. Poopy Butthole's always saying, I'm a couple of years. I might have a big beer next time. I'm, I'm back on, you know. We. So, yeah, Rick and Morty finally coming back. For those that are not familiar, because we don't talk about it on the show yet. We will. We are both <laughs> big fans wink, of the wink, show. Wink, 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 um, wink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> June 20th, we are getting the, the beginning of season five. We got a little trailer, lots of cool stuff going on. Looks like there's going to be a tons of like old school references, you know, for fans of like, you know, of 80s movies and cartoons. Unless they're going to dive into horror. I felt like I saw a little bit of Hellraiser in there, which is another funny thing that you and I talk about off the air. So uh, you excited? I mean, did you like what you saw so far? You know, yeah, obviously I mean, we don't get the, any context. So the trailer felt really short, but it's so yeah, close as expected. It's, it's coming in June. 
right. you know, we got a little snippet of the Rick and Morty baby show, which, you know, should become a new TV uh, <laughs> TV channel near you soon enough. Are you looking puzzled to me or are we are we airing this after April 1st? <laughs> Well, obviously, it's after April first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting excited for something that you're going to be real disappointed about. No, obviously, we, <laughs> I know it's not a real show, but uh, it's funny it that we were very clever, though. Yeah, we were. We were actually. I was starting to do. I know you were also starting to do research for our best and worst of Rick and Morty seasons one through four, uh, which most likely will will be our next episode of best and worst and like as we're doing the research and i'm watching episodes before i go to sleep and and then all of a sudden this you, you sent me the link for this and i'm like it's like it's like yeah. the stars really all perfectly aligned it's almost like there's been no news at all about the show and then all of a sudden oh, boom we got a date and this is when the season's coming and i think that's awesome i didn't expect it to be this soon Ooh, <laughs> we oh yeah you see you see justin roiland he's trying he's <laughs> trying he's got a lot of stuff on his plate and something we're going to talk about a little later but uh yeah i'm excited for it uh season four is not my favorite uh you'll you'll hear more about that in the best and worst episode but more rick and morty is always good by my by, by my standards and my expectations bring it on Bring it I on. Mean, you, you got plenty of Paradise, Paradise PD to watch in the meantime. <laughs> it's swifty up in here, right? Let's move on to the Pops pick. Unless you have anything mm-hmm. else for news. No, no. You could do your pick or you can say what I think you're going to say about my pick. Well, I'm going <laughs> to do both, obviously. Oh, so, oh, boy. Previously, Benny's uh, thorn prick was Mandy. Uh, a Man Nicholas Cage movie that I didn't even know how I would categorize it. I'm not going to spoil it. It's not an old movie, but I watched it. I'm trying to be kind, I guess. I did not love it. Not, ne- not necessary. I, this, is, I, this is not I, why we're here. <laughs> I know. I know. But I'm not here to shit on the movie either. It's just not. It's not my thing. I watched some of the behind the scenes for it after I watched the movie and the director just like he didn't seem like he overly cared for the, the writing of the story, more so of the atmosphere and the mood and the action that happens in it. And then to that point, I can see a little bit of the appreciation for the movie. But what interests me going into a movie is the story. And I, I felt like this didn't really have it. It had some batshit moments just for the sake of being batshit. The last 45 minutes I thought were really cool. But you have to sit through over an hour first to get to that last 45 minutes. And it's a long movie for a little just a few minutes over two hours, I think. Right. And it's very slow. It's a slow burn. It's one of our favorite quotes <laughs> yeah. on any show. Uh, in the last 45 minutes, I will say are fun and good. You still don't know what the fuck's really going on. Some weird shit we've discussed off the air. Like Mandy gets stung by a, a bug, giant bug that they're holding and they call they use a fucking seashell or some shit like they like they call the raptors in jurassic park three when they talk to the raptors they're calling these biker aliens and shit i mean if that sounds good to you maybe maybe it is the movie for you it wasn't the movie for me but i'm not going to tell you what you should should and shouldn't watch i mean i am going to tell you what you should and shouldn't watch on my pick but he's telling you shouldn't he's telling you you shouldn't watch this and i'm telling you if you want an acid fest which is 
you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. I warned you of what you were getting into. So this wasn't a movie that I was hoping to just like surprise you and be like, oh, he's going to tell me he hates the big. I'm going to warn him because at the end of the day, what I, I told you when I sat and watched the movie, it took me two sessions because the first time, literally the same comments you had to me when we were offline, when you texted me, you were like, oh my God, this movie's dragging. Like you were like, oh, holy crap. And I'm like, yeah, right. The beginning feels like it's been, I said, it's probably been what, like 20 minutes. And I said, it feels like it's been an hour. And you were like, yeah, like 25 minutes. <laughs> it's a weird paced movie. Like the beginning, I feel they could have cut half of that yeah, because it's exactly it's, it's, it's a lot of just like you said, atmospheric visual, just staring at the characters, no dialogue, you know, but there's so much in the payoff, you know, for, for that type of movie. I was like, this is one of those, I love over the top revenge movies. And that's, that's what it felt like to me, but obviously it doesn't start that way. So that's where I was hoping you'd appreciate that. And, and realistically out of what you got out of it is what I was hoping you'd get out of it, which is the end of the movie. You know, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to come out of it and be like, Oh, this, this is like a, a cult movie. I can understand why it's a cult movie. It's not for everybody, you know? Yeah. I would but say was, what I said to you off the air also is, uh, John Wick is a much better revenge. Clearly, clearly movie. Uh, But I I do get it to an extent. And like, I I don't know for back batshit kind of movie, like even with Nicolas Cage, I'm going to go into one for my pick that I think is a better movie altogether. It's not an acid fest. Well, maybe to an extent. But before I get there, uh, this movie just came out called Willie's Wonderland that he's in. That's like Five Nights at Freddy or something like that. And I watched that trailer. The movie's only like 90 minutes long. That looks more in line to something that I'd be interested in. <laughs> like the trailer well, looks over. Funny enough, it, it was on my list for you. But uh, after your reaction to this one, I was going to kind of hold off on those. Movies. But you watched it already? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, I watched it's it. not so a, I, on a I streaming watched. service, right? It's not anywhere. No, it's, it's a theater at home movie. Yeah. Um, and even like the Blu-ray, I think it's coming out next this month. And it's not even coming with a digital copy. So that's a little yeah, disappointing. So that, the, it's not a big studio, but right, that right. that seems like that would be a little more fun for me, at least. Well, it's it's a weird one because there's next to no dialogue in that movie. Right. But it's not drawn out like this one. So he's got a lot. You know what? I think he's he's really on this high horse after Mandy to do all these bizarre movies because he's got another weird one that I haven't watched yet. It's not acid fest like that but it's just bizarre it's on netflix actually it's called jujitsu i heard it's like it's like him it's like a samurai warrior just we yeah. could do a whole podcast on nick cage because what he his money management and some of the, his choices like he needs to work because he's extremely poor at money so he'll take like any right. work he can get True i mean he story. puts he puts the effort in still obviously in all these movies and even some of the behind the scenes stuff you could see him. He's into it. You know, like he's not just cashing a paycheck. He's into right. it, you know, but uh, so let me do my pick. I don't think it's a movie you've seen before, but if it has, mm. I have ba- I have backups. <laughs> and I said to Julie before I started, we started recording. I, she said, you have your pick picked out. I said, I kind of do, but I have a list. So I'm not I'm going to see how the show, like how the show goes <laughs> to see how I feel. But I feel like this movie has a little bit of a cult following and it's it's weird and it could 
be perceived as bad, but overall, it's a good movie. I feel like I rewatched it this past week. I have I hadn't seen it in a while. It's uh shares a name of another movie, but it is not a remake. Uh, it's almost like a reimagining. It's uh came out in 2009 from Werner Herzog. You know who Werner Herzog is? No, nope. famous director. He is also in The Mandalorian and says, "We would like to see the baby." That's okay. Werner Herzog. Okay, uh, he's the reason why we have a puppet Yoda instead of a CGI Yoda. Also, he he gave them shit about trying to put a CGI Yoda. Uh, but this is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Nope. No, it's not a Benny movie. It's a cop movie, but it is fucking weird. And Nicolas Cage is a cop in New Orleans, obviously. And uh, he gets promoted to lieutenant. And he's just solving some crimes. He goes out with a prostitute. He's addicted to drugs. He's gamble has a gambling problem. Uh, so it's an 80s cop movie. But except it was made <laughs> in 2009. And it's it's got a little trippy element to it. Uh, he okay. gets in with the wrong people. Uh, 50 Cent is in it. Eva Mendez is in it, who's also in Ghost Rider with him. Uh-huh. Uh, Val Kilmer is in it, who like he shows up and then like the whole middle of the movie, he's nowhere to be found. And all of a sudden he's at the end of the movie. So there must have been like some reshoots and stuff. Uh, Nick Cage's accent in the movie comes and goes as it pleases. Sometimes it's I think it's a it's a watchable movie. It is two hours, so it is a little bit of an investment. It's not. I owe it to you. <laughs> the the problem with it is not the movie itself it's how it's available because okay. it's not on any of the big streaming services it's on peacock which is how i watched it and okay. peacock gave me an ad of like three minutes in the beginning of the movie and then none throughout the movie so hopefully that you'll have the same experience uh you gotta pay peacock, for peacock don't no you? you there's a free there's a free version of peacock also okay uh if you can't get it on Peacock, it is on Voodoo, free with ads. Okay. Sometimes Voodoo, sometimes Voodoo does the same thing where they'll give you the like the ads all up front. And I think it's on Roku, the Roku, the free Roku channel. Which I so have that's the like only way you can't even buy it on iTunes. Which I don't know, really? if maybe they lost distribution or something. Yeah, they, these were the only ways to watch it. So during the week, I watched it on Peacock. And I hadn't seen it in a long time. I remember watching it on cable when it like first came out in like. 2010 or whatever when it came to finally came to cable and i just was like puzzled by it and i was like this what what is this and like i mean it's early in the movie so it's not really a spoiler but he's like he he pulls over this guy and the girl trying to you know he he's oh you got drug you scored drugs in the in the club give me the drugs give me the drugs where are the drugs and he's trying to you know get the drugs for himself not even really arrest him he ends up he ends up fucking the, the guy's girlfriend while he's trying to get the drugs out in the street Oh, so that, sounds like this, sounds like super troopers. This is this is this is my pitch for this movie here. You don't yeah. know what the fuck is going on. Oh, so it sounds like you're you're doing a little bit of a re- revenge. I get it. No, 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 no. I feel no. like this is a better movie. When I first re- started to rewatch it, yes, I did have revenge in mind. <laughs> but after watching, after watching the entire movie, I said this is a better movie. And I took down a couple other movies on my list. And I said, you know what? Let's stick with Nicolas Cage for now. I think this is a better, not better than the movies I have on the list, but this is a better pick. I was going to pick The Wicker Man, 
which I never had watched in full. I would have watched it first, but I hear that movie is just really dumb and really wacky. So this is a better movie. It's still not your type of movie because it's a cop movie. Well, I like some cop movies. I like Maniac Cop. I like Beverly Hills Cop. Maniac Cop is not Beverly Hills Cop. I don't think these are the same kind of movies we're talking about. I like The Departed. I can appreciate Oh, Departed that. is really good. All right. I didn't go. even know yeah. you've seen The Departed. I, all yeah. right. I give you credit where it's due. We didn't also mention in the news segment that Netflix has acquired Knives Out 2 and 3, touching oh, yeah. back on for a lot of money, baby. That's a lot of money. Burn Johnson's money. getting a lot of money. What was it in the billion almost? It was half a half a billion, I thought it was. Crazy. <laughs> Movies better not suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So that's my that's my pick. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Coal, New Orleans. The original Bad Lieutenant had Harvey Keitel in it, came out in the 90s, but they are not connected at all. So you don't need to okay. even see it. The uh Werner Harsock said he never even watched the movie before. So they just in name alone connected. Well, that's why he has that whole long name then, right? I, I Maybe. guess. Well, the original took place in New York. This one was going a little bit of trivia. This one was going to also take place in New York, but this was after her the, the hurricane down in New Orleans and they wanted to bring money down to New Orleans, so they changed the the, the scene of the movie and changed the title of the movie also to follow. So it's pretty interesting. interesting. Cool. So yeah, I'll, we'll, I'll we'll check it out. Your thoughts on it in a future show. Why don't yeah. you start the uh, next segment? What we're watching, so I can take a little drinko. Drinko, you gonna drink some Drano? Drano. All right. So, I feel like we might have touched on one here that we might have both watched. So I'll save that for the end. I know what you haven't watched. So, um, I jumped on just Justice League second time. Uh, like you did, I did the uh, black and white version. I actually sat through it through one sitting. Um, I have not. It was semi painful. You know, it's you. You didn't have such high high uh, uh, thoughts on it last uh, last original I, show. I want to like it. I really do. The the for the the all of the origin stuff turns me off as a fan, as somebody that is familiar with the characters. It could have been chopped up. You know, that's the stuff that could have been on the cutting room floor. All the slow motion stuff. Like, I understand the reasons behind the styling and all that other stuff. You know, like, I don't ever want to fast forward through a movie. You want to watch it and enjoy it. I feel it was unnecessarily four hours for the sake of just, hey, I'm giving you all my content. So there's nothing missing. Well, that's I I think that's what it's meant to be. It's not a theatrical movie. And you couldn't break it up into as many parts as you want. And right. I'm going to give you every almost everything I, I, I shot. And here you go. How you digest it is up to you. Right. And that's why, you know, like I said, I don't hate it. You know, I, I clearly went back a second time. So, right. you know, I I the second half of the movie is the, always going to be the better part. And that's that's fine. I can come to terms with that. Um, you know what? I, I watched the first half over um, the black and white version. And I don't mind the, the, the I mean, I, I guess I just like the movie in general, but I don't mind, the you know, when when Steppenwolf is fighting the Amazonians and when they show the history of Darkseid coming to Earth yeah. and, and no, that's fighting, fine. The, you know, yeah. I like all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I just like the movie, I think. I don't like Darkseid not having a piece of armor on his chest. I just it bothers me. Yeah, it, gen- well, that it genuinely Snyder kind of look of these characters. I know, but then they have him with armor at the end. 
And it's like, what's the point? You're not even fighting people and you come you come with, without your armor. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Thanos. Makes... You know, he didn't have the armor in, in Infinity War and then he has it in uh, Endgame. Uh, comparing good movie with not so good. <laughs> See, you're going to make me go there. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I watched that again. Um, I told you offline, I jumped into Superman, the animated series for the first time. I did not watch that as a kid. Um, you had told me that you skipped the origin episodes. I did yep. the same because I could the first not get three through episodes. Them. Yep. Pro so, tip. Yeah, it's it's I like it. It's it was remastered on uh, HBO it Max. Good. It does. I I can appreciate the episodes. Being a fan of obviously Batman the animated series and the Justice League shows that came after, I can see you know it's it's nice to connect the dots now a little more. So I'm watching that. I haven't gotten through many many episodes, but uh, it's a much lighter tone. Almost all, yeah. the, all the episodes take place in the daytime, whereas Batman right. is all night. You know, right? Which it's is a cool. fun show still. Yeah, I, I like that they explore, you know, rogue gallery kind of villains like Batman does, you know, a lot of characters I'm not familiar with. So it's, it's nice to get introduced to some of them. You know, uh, the Toy Masters is, is was a really cool episode and, um, you know, the introduction of the Kryptonite and all that stuff. So what about Mr. Mix, Mixie Plixton? Uh, Mr. Mixiplix. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> Gilbert, I, God, I, Gilbert Godfrey. Well, I remember him from the comics, funny enough, because of my dad, because... Yeah. My dad used to have all the older comics on the walls. And I remember, like, who the hell is that? You know, between him and Batmite, I used to ask about Batmite as a kid all the time, too, because I always saw him. But uh, yeah, so I'll continue to watch that. You know, that's something that I think that's the only series I'm really watching. Um, I did jump into Godzilla vs. Kong. We won't discuss that because you have not well, seen you could it. Just you, you could know. you could go non spoilers on it. Yeah, I, mean, I could. Yeah, I'll say what I, did you finish it? Yeah. You watched the whole thing? I watched it in one sitting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, it's it's a movie you can't you can't have high expectations. You know, like I think that there's people out there that like bastardize the movie, and I understand why they bastardize it because it's a monster movie. You know, like the human element is something that should not exist. You can't have a movie in Hollywood like that and not have the human element. It's just not. It's not going to happen. You know, not with a budget like that. I do think that they did better at focusing the attention on the kaiju, you know, like this is this is about them. This is not about, you know, oh, what's going on that they're talking about this and they're finding this. The story makes sense, doesn't need to make sense, but it does. Um, but did you see King of All Monsters? I've seen them all. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I, I was caught. I was caught up prior. I liked that movie a lot, actually. I, that was probably I would is that say better uh, than this one. For different reasons, yeah. Okay. Because of the because of the variety of the monsters, you know, you don't have a wide variety here because we know that we know this is clearly a versus movie. So you know, there's some stuff that obviously has been spoken about online. I won't bring it up for the sake of people that have been fortunate enough to miss out. But you know, there's other elements in the movie that help bring it um, more appreciation for like fans of these. I wasn't a fan of Godzilla or Kong growing up. You know, I knew them like everybody else. Um, never to this day, you'll probably hate me for this. Never saw the King Kong Jack Black movie to this day, even though you and I, I both went I won't not hate you for it. But. <laughs> you and I both with a friend of the show, Joe, all went to Circuit City to buy our HD DVD players that include the movie. Never watched it. Still have it. But 
know it. I know the King Kong story, you know, but I think that they just they've done a better job with the with these these reboots of this monster verse, you know, that they're trying to create here. And uh, you know, I'm a Kong guy, like rooting for out of the two. You know what I mean? Like I like he's the most humane character of the two. You know, there's that dynamic that you don't expect, but uh, action's really cool. A lot of lot of it. Um, everything looks great. You know, it looked awesome on my TV. The uh, the Dolby audio was really, really, really nice too. Um, you have to save Mothra. Why did you say that name? Oh, dude, have you seen those memes? <laughs> yeah, oh, hilarious! Like you don't even have to see the movie and you appreciate it. You know, when I saw that scene, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, oh, they're doing it. But uh, yeah, I I definitely think once you're caught up, watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, for for it being on HBO Max, I think it was a good move because I probably would have not pushed to go to a theater. You know, like we're all still uneasy about doing stuff yeah. like that. You know, if so, if, if it was pre COVID, I would, but now I wouldn't rush out to go see it if it wasn't. Right, I'm not in a rush out to see anything. Like I'm interested in seeing that movie Nobody, uh, with Bob Odenkirk from uh, Better Call Saul. That's like a John Wick style theaters, movie, right? Yeah, but I, I, I'm not going to go run out to go see it, unfortunately. I could wait. Right. Yeah, a mutual friend of ours um, has gone to the theater and actually yeah, I, saw it. I know. So Both movies. You know, he saw Godzilla vs. Right. Kong as well. You know, so I mean, you know, some people are doing it and it, it's good for the, for the, you know, for the moviegoers that are not concerned, you know. But I like that we have the option. So it's nice and uh, it gets More me excited. options are always for, good. Yeah, especially just... We need it. We haven't had much of anything movie-wise in the last year. So um, definitely check it out. And then uh, lastly, um, new show on Amazon Prime. I had mentioned it to you once. Looks like we both watched it. I think you're caught up as well. No, Um, I'm not caught up. Okay. So Invincible. It is uh, based off of a comic book that is made by the creator of The Walking Dead. I actually knew about... Kirkman. Yeah, I knew about this comic uh for a couple of years now my friend uh juan that i went to high school with huge fan was always pushing me i'm like i don't read comics like that but he's like if you did you'd love it and then i finally saw that and I'm, he's like you got to watch it at least i thought it was great it's it feels like the boys a little bit you know it's like that much darker mature tone of a superhero story um, have they added more episodes or still just the first three as the as of the time of this recording, I believe there is one episode up. You and I have not watched three episodes. Oh, one episode that we haven't watched. Yeah, I so they're not putting three at a time up then. No, I think they started with three, and I think we're we're down to one one and one a week now. I believe. Yes, there's four episodes up right now as of recording of this show. I've watched so, the first two. Okay, yeah, I got through all three. Um, it's great. It's weird. Um, you know, it's some of it's cliche, but I think that's on purpose. Um, you know, it's one of those scenarios that there's a couple of oh shit moments for people that don't watch darker, mature animated content like that. Right. Uh, for me, I Which wasn't is very shocked. adult to show. There's not right. kid show at all. Agreed. Um, tons of blood, tons of gore. Uh, no real sexuality, you know, that I've seen at this point that could change, obviously. Right. But uh yeah, I mean the 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 main character, <laughs> J.K. Simmons voicing, who actually looks like J. Jonah. 
yeah. you know, in, in his prime, from the 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. In his prime, like is playing like the Superman of this world in a sense, you know, the alien from another planet. And, you know, they have their ragtag of Justice League like characters and, you know, without going into much of it, it's just there's a lot of that. But then it just turns on its ugly head yeah, really quick. And it's great. You know, so the, I would definitely recommend it. Other team in it. Uh, I mean, this is based off a comic and it's in the first episode. The Guardians of the Globe, I think they are. Yeah, they're very much look like a, a, a Justice League ripoff to me. Right. I mean, there's, there's a character there's that's like Batman. The flat, there's a yep. Flash character. There's a Wonder yep. Woman kind of character. It's hilarious. A Martian Manhunter kind of character. It's like, I'm like, yeah. all right, is this for real? And then things move want, along. Yeah, it's in a sense, it's like they're paying a weird kind of homage you know, to the love of, of these types of comics, but they're not blatantly ripping off if, right. if that makes sense, you know? So if you're, if you're into the stuff that we're into, obviously you wouldn't be here listening to us. Yeah. Um, it's something I would definitely recommend. Uh, I, I, I would also just having seen two episodes, that's on my, what we're watching list also. And it's, and it's on prime. It's free yep. on prime. So, but uh, that's it for me. What, uh, what else are you watching? Yeah, I mean, just go quickly through the the stuff that you mentioned. Uh, all all your shows besides Invincible, your movies, uh, Godzilla, Kong, Justice League, obviously, and Superman are all on HBO Max. So you got a full streaming uh, gauntlet right there. Yeah, but living on the on the Max. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mine are uh, I'm not sure about one of them, but I watched Invincible, which is on Prime. I also watched for the first time another Zack Snyder movie called Sucker Punch. Which punch. was not very good. Uh, it's uh, Oscar Isaac is in it, who eventually right. becomes Poe Dameron. Uh, it's an apocalypse. Yeah, well, let's forget <laughs> about that. Also, let's leave that outside the multiverse. But uh, it's probably Snyder's worst movie of all the movies I've seen. I think I may have seen all of this stuff right now. I have to look at his filmography. Uh, it's a very tech de- demo-y kind of movie. The special effects are really cool. Uh, the audio is really cool. Some of the soundtrack choices. The, the it's story. a really good way of explaining it, honestly. You the, that, that really hits it on the head, you know, the yeah, way you describe that. The, the story is not a- any good at all. I, I didn't I didn't care for it. I didn't think it was very good. It was it was the two hour version that i watched the extended cut or whatever felt longer than justice league to me and justice league's a four-hour movie so it's double the amount of time uh there was one other thing i was gonna say about it i can't recall right now oh they have i forgot the actor's name but uh there's an older gentleman in the movie who help helps guide the movie's about uh girls that are in like a psychiatric facility or are they you don't know really throughout the movie and they're going into these wacky places and wild this is where all the tech demo stuff comes in they're fighting samurai and they're on war front lines and uh there's an older guy there that's help, there to help guide them and i thought for sure it was david carradine the guy who plays kill a uh, bill and kill bill and it's not him it's someone else because he ki- he unfortunately killed himself right around the time this movie got made. So I don't know if the role was originally for him, but then if I, I looked it up and like Googled it and all the reviews are like this. Uh, so-and-so I think his last name is Smith. And I, I mean, unfortunately I don't remember and it's not really worth looking up 
sadly. But he's like, he does his worst David Carradine impersonation throughout Yikes. this movie. And it's like every review you read it, I'm like, well, at least I'm on the same page with everybody because I really thought it was him. I'm like, oh, look, they got uh, Bill from Kill Bill in here. Yikes. <laughs> Did <laughs> you ever see good. it? I saw it in the theater, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yikes on kites. Okay. At least it won't be a thorn prick <laughs> anymore. Oh, no, I should bring it up and be like, oh, you got to watch the uh, <laughs> the DVD version of it. I don't, I don't freaking know. <laughs> yeah, so that I would not recommend. A movie I would recommend is a documentary called The Last Blockbuster. Ironically, it is on Netflix, and it is about the last remaining blockbuster video rental store, for those that don't know. We used to rent our DVDs and Blu-rays and not own them. And we didn't have Redbox and VHS tapes. Uh, the last Blockbuster is in Oregon. It's the last one in the world. Still open to this day. And uh, it's a story of it. it I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It brought back a lot of my childhood. I used to go to the Blockbuster, uh, Woodrow Plaza in Staten Island all the time. Just it's go funny and check I... out all the rentals from VHS Eventually, DVDs, video games, games consoles. Games. Yeah. Co- Virtual Boy, I remember renting at the Blockbuster. A Dreamcast, I remember renting at Hollywood Video. You know, Palmer Video, independent stores. It brought back a lot of memories. And all the, the, the Blockbusters rise and fall are in this. And then basic, like they basically tell the whole story of the rise and fall in Blockbuster in the first half. And I'm like, right. whoa, this movie's only half over. And then the next half of the movie's all nostalgia. about the store. Right. So believe it or not, I actually did see this and I should have I forgot that I watched it. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Definitely a nice nostalgia fest. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, you know, it's funny because we saw saw it in Captain Marvel, if you remember. Yes. Well, it's also mentioned that's also mentioned in the documentary. This is one I would definitely recommend to check out. As fans of documentary, even if you're not a super fan of a documentary, it's a fun watch. I just I mean, if if you're of that era, if you're not of that era, it's a really informative piece to know what it was like when people yeah. didn't own every movie or we didn't have digital formats for things. And it's right. a really, really forgotten era that really isn't that long ago, but it's totally yeah, it's gone true. now. It's crazy. I mean, and ironically, I remember it's on Netflix, <laughs> right? It's so weird. Cause they were, there's a whole part of the story that ties into that too with Netflix. Right. So, but uh, it, I find it funny because I look back at that and obviously with my dad having his store, I remember the days even before that started, which was, you know, they talk about it in the documentary too, which is about the times when people couldn't own movies because they were too expensive. They were right. $70, $80 a pop. Right. You know, I had a small handful of VHS tapes. Those were, I had this, I saved for like months at a time to pick a movie that I wanted. You know, like my dad would be like, we got to go to RKO Warner Video, funny enough, in Times Square on weekends. And I'd pick out like one movie, like every three months or something, you know, and it was $79 or $85. And I remember like just crazy how when those stores started renting them out and, you know, the fees, like if you didn't return it, it was $150. And, you know, it's just crazy. You know, you think about all the stuff we have, how we take for granted, you know, that we have everything on the size of a flash drive. We can have an entire movie library, entire tv show run everything yeah but, but no I, yeah that i was like i was talking to julia as i'm watching it and i just like i remember all the vhs's i had were either recorded off of cable when my dad had hbo and when it, when cable just had like three channels and he had like a dip switch board 
cable channels. It was either that or it was Disney movies because whatever reason Disney was cheaper. I'm sure they weren't super cheap still. They were right. Everyone had those clamshell VHS tapes. And then eventually like McDonald's did promotions where when you got a McDonald's meal, you could buy, I think a VHS for like maybe either 10 or 20 bucks. And those yeah, were like, those like were coupon. the coupon. Yeah. Those were the only movies I ever owned on VHS. Outside of that, it was always a rental. It was just right. This is yeah. crazy. Good nostalgia. You know, makes yeah. us feel, makes us feel old too. <laughs> And then the last thing before we get into our Falcon and Winter Soldier discussion is uh, Solar Opposites, which is a show by Justin Roiland. And uh, I think someone else who also uh, writes uh, Rick and Morty with Justin Roiland. But uh, it's a second season just dropped on Hulu. I haven't finished it yet. I believe we've watched four episodes of it. Uh, I know you didn't weren't crazy about the show. I really like it. And I think this is a real bold statement. I think this show can be better than Rick and Morty given time. It focuses on different things. It, t- it takes itself serious to one end, but then not serious at all. On another end, uh, it's a limited group of, of characters. So there's probably less characters than Rick and Morty. So that may get tiresome over time unless they introduce more new characters. But like this season, there's been so many little references to other pop culture other shows other movies i don't know i mean the first season has some of that but this second season i've seen like so many and they're just like split second things like there's an arrested development joke in there and if unless you're a fan of rest development you will not have any idea what it is and it's only a two second bit so it's like just a writer a fan they is do just it like, and they just move on right and it's just in there just for the second and it's just like well all right i, I didn't find that funny well you didn't know arrested development you know, like right. it's just like these little things in there. And I, I think it's really cool. I haven't finished the season yet, but I think it's a definite watch. It's on Hulu. Uh, I was reading an article that they were like worried a little bit with the, all the Disney stuff, Disney taking over a majority share of Hulu. And the second season to me is more vulgar, more graphic, more over the top than the first season. So that was not the case. Disney's like, you guys do your own thing. You're on a mature platform. We're not going to worry about it. And Justin Royal is like, okay, I'm going to make this show even fucking crazier than Rick and Morty is. So I highly recommend you guys check that one out. There's two seasons. They're they're not sh- long seasons. They're either eight or ten episode seasons. I'm leaning towards ten episodes. Uh, it's a, a, If you don't know anything about it, it's about a family, an alien family from another planet that their planet was blowing up and they crash land on Earth and their life on Earth trying to uh i guess grow this new child like thing it's called a pubis or some something like that plumbus? and it almost sounds like a plumbus and then uh they want to go back and it's it's a it's an interesting concept uh the main character sounds a lot like rick obviously because justin orlin does the voice but it's on hulu no investment if unless you don't have hulu uh, but it's definitely worth the check out, I'd say. Yeah, I I plan on giving it another try. I couldn't get past. I don't think I got through the first episode. You know, like it's it was fine. Like it wasn't. It just wasn't capturing me. Um, maybe I just had to give it a little more attention. You, you always got to give a show more than one episode. I'd say but if even I, if you but just I couldn't even two, get through it, I have to get yeah, through the first you one. have to get you have to give it more than one. That's why I'll still go back to your Paradise PD because you have to give it more than one. Because a lot of times one is just them getting it ready. It might even be the, a pilot. The pilot. The second show would be 
totally different. Like the Seinfeld pilot's not very good. It's one of the worst episodes. So right. I think you got to give a show at least two. That's my opinion. Any no, show. I, I plan on it. I owe it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Stranger. All right. So now we get to our closing portion of our show. Uh, spoiler alert. If you have not watched the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening. Episodes two and three. Don't, yeah, don't don't hang out. You know, you've been warned. I don't want to hear it later. That's what I want the first voice memo and anchor to be. <laughs> oh, you spoiled the show. You didn't give me a timestamp. The hell out of bitch. here. You didn't do it. <laughs> you little bitch. I didn't want to know that. Well, <laughs> you've been warned. So now we are going into discussion. Let's talk. What are you feeling so far with this show? How 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 do you feel the story's progressing, knowing that we're only getting six episodes? We are now halfway in. We're halfway through. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of good buildup from the first episode to the second, second to the third, and now third to whatever's coming. Uh, I, I do like the show. I, I, I still feel kind of like understated with it, but the action is good. It feels like a movie. Uh, the story I maybe want a little bit more from, you know, based on us getting WandaVision already. And uh, I mean, we're going to go right into spoilers. The third episode introduces, uh, reintroduces us back to Baron Zemo, gives us a little bit more of his background, uh, his wealth, his power. And he, he kind of plays the Loki role where he's now a good guy, but is he a good guy? And definitely manipulating everybody. Right. And where are they going to go? He dons the purple hood a little bit in this episode, which was cool. Uh, We learned that there's what was someone that could recreate the super, uh, super soldier serum. I don't know how I feel about that, but we were already led to believe that there were other people based on the previous episodes. And then we have uh, John Walker, right? Who is yep. the new Faux, Captain Faux America. America. And he's kind of been around in the background. And he's they're all trying to find the Flag Smashers. And it's not a Pornhub video. They're all trying to find the Flag Smashers. And <laughs> I, I try to just laugh silently. And, I, and I, we're leading towards them finding them. Are we? There's a higher power or something. What were they? What were they called? The power, the power broker. Power broker. So who, that's going to be someone, right? Uh, that's that's me, a character in the comics. So oh, def- it is. Yeah, we're definitely we're diving into more. I assume. I assumed so. it was Sharon Carter. The way she left the scene, and I'm like, oh, she's going to be the power broker. It's a possibility. I mean. That would be a big twist, obviously. Yeah, it was a little strange. And she had that random person with her, you yeah. know, like waiting for her. So definitely strange. Um, but yeah, the power broker is is someone in the comics. And I think the role is played by, you know, a variety of characters. So it's not always one person similar to the the, um, uh, the Nomad, which I think the girl that's in the Flag Smashers may be portraying. So there's there's a lot of elements that we're getting. You know, I don't know a lot about these characters, but I the the, the what are they wearing? It's like a almost like a paintball mask. It uh yeah. it gave me that kind of reminiscence of something I've seen in the comics, and I researched a little bit. But um, I feel like there's not enough time, and there's too much to talk about. I think that's the biggest concern I have here. Um, I like where it's going, 
I just feel like we're going to have, we're going to be left with another show with not enough questions answered by the end of it. And, you know, is this going to connect directly to Loki? I don't think no, so. I highly you doubt. Know? So, um, Captain Dickhead, because that's really what he is. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, he's not there to be liked. And I don't think that they're going right. to. You know? I think that is done deliberately. I mean, I don't think right. he's meant to be liked. Right. But I think at the same time, it doesn't matter who played the role. You know, I think that's the the personality is like, no matter who you are, you're, 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 you know, Steve Rogers fan, no matter who they put into that role, you know, people are going to hate the character because it's not Steve, right. you know? Are we going well, to get think an answer? He's going to stay as that role. So no, of course, you know I don't know enough about the character he's supposed to come, um, yeah. but obviously we we are familiar with the U.S. agent essentially. Right. Um, you know, does he get his hands on this new superhero uh, super serum? Uh, that I can't speak. Of you will. Super super soldier oh, baby he's got theorem, a super baby. thick up there baby i fill it up baby with that theorem <laughs> baby drink it down <laughs> oh jesus christ anyway so i really think that he might somehow get one of those batches that have been uh right stolen i could see that and you at you know as far as donning the name he could be a secret agent, you know, maybe we don't know enough about the character and that's, he becomes kind of like what Steve and Sam were after civil war, when they were like on the run and stuff, kind of doing whatever the hell they want on the side. But uh, the city was supposed to be a big tie in um, from yeah, what I was a reading fake online. City, right. That's a created for the comic city. Uh, apparently X-Men related specifically um... from what I was reading. So a lot of people are kind of getting a little crazy about that. Um, is a lot to chew. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest. Um, we haven't gotten one after credit, you know, uh, scene. So I'm surprised. I don't think about we're that. going to. Yeah, I the, end, the very last, I, I, the last episode, maybe. Right. I figured after three, maybe on three, you would, you know, like if you're splitting it in half. <laughs> but you know, high hopes here. Um, I liked the part where. Baron Zemo has them like he's like you got to play the rules and you got you can't yeah stay, yeah you can't get out of character that part was was cool with the Winter yeah. Soldier when he's like attack and he's yes. rubbing his face and he's like you know he's like attack and then he he's telling the woman you know I'll give him to you with the codes and yeah. everything that comes along with him it it was cool to see him kind of just go raw you know into that character for a moment knowing that he's got to control himself to some degree but uh. But, and he like, had his he had his opportunities to escape in the episode multiple times, and he still s- stuck around. Well, he's so. he's pulling he's pulling a Loki. I feel just he's doing the he's doing a slow burn. He's keeping them around. I I feel like he's gonna manipulate to have Bucky look bad again. I think there's definitely some intent there, um, especially when he had had him attack. And he had everybody filming. Yeah, that's gonna come. That's gonna come back to bite him in the ass. I totally think so. Granted, we're in this city that's like supposed to be off the grid. Who knows? Right. But, you know, people post stuff viral all the time. Oh, with the soldiers back, you know. What, what do you feel about the uh, heavy, heavy uh, race racism tones that the show has presented in the first few episodes? I, I, I understand why they're doing it. I think it makes a lot of sense um, to address, you know, in the sense of 
you you have to ground some of these characters, you know. And if you're going to ground characters like this, and you're going to start showing their family, these are these are a lot of questions that like hardcore fans probably ask themselves in the back of their head and don't really discuss. Like, how are these guys getting paid? You know, was Stark paying people? Like, questions that don't need to be answered, I guess. You know, because it's supposed to be a comic book story. You know, so it shouldn't matter. But yeah, the the Avengers are not really a, un, a unit at this moment. So, you know, he's got contracts, but is he actually getting paid? You know, was he getting paid before? How were you living? Where were you living? I meant more oh. so with the black stuff. No, I know, you know that. I'm, gets, I'm, I'm just bringing up you know. the point of these. Those are core questions that I feel like if you put any of the. As we call them, the B Avengers, you know, the B rated characters in these positions, these are questions you're going to ask. And remember, the biggest question I had ties back into one division, which was you and I spoke off the record, I believe. We talked about, you know, Sam went into the bank, can't get a loan after right. all this. Right. But but Vision somehow was buy able to buy a house. Yeah. So, you know, there's things that we're probably never going to get an answer to. Um, it was tough to watch certain parts of the show, you know, for episode two, like the whole cop scene. Yes. A little a little too real, you know, yeah. but I but I get it again. Um, I think that this is all to help him grow and become the Captain America. We hope he becomes. I agree. You know? And so, I, I think it is. It is a little heavy handed. It probably doesn't need to be as much brought to the front. But then again, maybe it does with the state of the world currently. Right. Yeah. And I think it may be uh, a little more important right now, not just because of the state of the world, but also because of uh, Chadwick Boseman passing away. And he right. was this icon for that community. And now maybe they'll shoehorn, you know, uh, Sam to be that character, be that right, you know. especially with him donning that mantle. Because right. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to know the story to know that, that it's coming. It's just a matter of when. You know, I'm pretty sure he's going to have the shield by the end of the season. Uh, abs- absolutely, hundred percent. You know, so it just comes down to it's it, it's an interesting way, but I feel like it's the story that I feel has to be told for him at this point. We don't know enough about him and the fact that it brings him it makes him a more relatable character. Yes. And and I hate to say it, but it's not just for a specific community. It's anybody that goes through hardships like that. Right. You know, like I said, it, it hit me hard because I grew up around a lot of racism. You know what I mean? I wasn't necessarily flagged like that, but I've been around people. You know, I was bullied for different reasons, but you know, to have cops question you, you know, for your look and stuff like that. You know, we, we were young at a point. We dress certain ways and, you know, that persona rubs off certain people, you know, and I lived that for a long time. I always wore baggy pants, wore the backwards hat, you know, whatever the shirt was, was funny, funky backpack, you know, pants to my ass at some point, <laughs> you know, so you, you're going to get those heads turned. But like you said, I think it's just way more relevant now for yeah. a lot of reasons, especially everything that happened last year. You know, yeah. we don't mean to get super real here, but we have right. to. But it, I think it is. I think it is important that they use this platform to do it because Marvel yeah. is the, one of the biggest platforms in the world. And to even show 
basically that perfect example was that cop scene that even someone in this world that is supposed to be an Avenger and help save the world is getting typecasted and, and, you know, singled out by police, regardless of who they are, just based on without them saying, but potentially based on the color of their skin. Right. And, and I also, think that you know, the visual of per- that dialogue too. Yeah, you know, the whole him arguing with Bucky—that's already right. a, a red flag. Oh, this guy's going to do something that we need to stop. Yeah, you know. And I so. think that scene handles it perfectly. Uh, they do a little bit more of it in the in this third episode, which is not as heavy-handed. But I don't feel like I think that scene handles it well enough, in my opinion, that you don't need to rehash. Make it feel forced every single episode. It's strong enough in that episode. But I think it is potentially important. And my connection, I, I feel like the Black Panther thing may tie into that a little bit that they need. Uh, we need more culturally diverse heroes. And, and he, you know, he is potentially one of them. I agree. And I think that uh, it also helps break the diversity between the two characters, too, because they're just they're completely different. You know, like Bucky comes from a, just a different world, different time. Different literally, lifestyle, literally yeah, a different, different time and everything. Yeah, you know, different lifestyle. Like he lived off the grid, so you can understand how he lived, how he got through. He hustled, whatever he had to do to get by, he did it. You know, with somebody like Sam, you 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 wonder, you know, like what he went through, right? Yeah, you know, I genuinely always kind of question that in the back of my head. Like, all right, if they're living at the Avengers complex, I guess they're taken care of, like he said, with goodwill. You know, you right. have a you have a bunker to sleep in, whatever it may be. That's not here. How do you move forward? Yeah. You know, and you don't even know, like, how do you, how would you know that Sam's going to automatically go with government? Again, this is super deep dive. I don't want to rehash it. But, yeah, I think that uh, it was a great way to bring some more grounded uh, relatability to the character. Um, it makes me root for him a lot more. Yeah, I want I want him to get to that pit that place you know he's so conflicted as a hero and as a human being with just even the decision of the shield alone you know by episode three he's regretting it and now he just wants the shield destroyed yeah you know like obviously bucky wants it right because he's like he's like i'm just gonna take it because somebody has to that somebody has to don it and that's an interesting point too because as you know comic readers understand they've both held that shield at a point Right. So there's there's always room for that, but you and I have discussed it's not going to happen in in the MCU. At least not. Well, he may time. use it in one of these episodes, right? And, you know, but yeah, Sam's going to end up with it. I mean, right. So so yeah, I mean, that's really it then for uh, we're halfway through the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Eager, I guess, for the second half. See where they end up tying everything up, and uh, we'll we'll obviously cover that as they go and uh, probably another two weeks and then maybe a spoiler thing similarly to WandaVision depending on how it ends and if we really feel like it's something that we should cover you know like a series recap yeah totally one last thing is there's a a character that was kind of teased in the show for episode three that potentially um, talks is essentially from the Thunderbolts I don't know if you caught that either uh, with Smiling Tiger so that character is essentially a thunderbolt doesn't look like sam so i don't know the, why they went that route that was a little strange yeah um having the character look like him but he's he's like a he's not human looking as far as i remember in the comics but 
I know that they talked about the Thunderbolts, you know, for those that aren't familiar, that's uh, General Ross, Mr. Uh, potential Red Hulk, you know, yeah. the team, the team, the ragtag team that he puts together. We may get something like that down the pipe. That's you know? been long rumored. I mean, right. William so, Hurt's getting old. They got to they got to start doing it if they're going to do it. <laughs> right. But I was reading like a year ago that they were going to start teasing them in this show. So this could be that, you know, the little planting of the seeds that we talk about that we may not see for, you know, another year or two, but could be another thing that we're just not catching right, right, right. away. So, but that's, that's what I wanted to bring up, but thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Oh. Rant and rave all about <laughs> the Marvels, the DCs, the Rick and Morty's, the ooh to the wheeze. <laughs> Mr. Pop, you have anything else for our lovely audience today? I'm delirious. No, I, I don't. I'll make sure you check out Frank's Pickle Barrel Ass, as I mentioned earlier in the show. And you remembered it too. That's got. <laughs> that's got to be something. It's from Jer- it's from Jerky Boys. Okay, good enough. Yeah, I thought you. I really. Something. I gave you so much credit because I thought you just came up with that on the fly. No, no, no. May I slip you, Fra- Frank's Pickle Barrel Ass. May I slip you a pickle? Mm, no thanks. I'm remember good. to ask. Remember to ask for Big Hawk. We'll see you guys next time. Hello, Frank's Pickle Barrel Ass. Who? Hello. Hello. How can I help you? Who's this? This is Frank's Pickle Barrel Ass. I run a pickle joint. How can I help you, ma'am? I didn't call you. You called me. My phone just rang here, ma'am. <laughs> well, it rang here, too. Oh, so what's going on? You, you, if you need, What do you need for your order? I don't need anything. You need pickles. I got pickles. That's my business. Well, that's our business, too. Are you kidding me? No. Are you serious? No, this is a pickle. And this is Frank's Pickle Barrel Ass. Where, where are you out of? Maspit. Maspit, so am I. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So how many do you need? What do you need, a few barrels? No, I don't need anything. I got garlic, uh, you know, dill. What do you need? I don't need anything. I could truck them over to you today. No. <laughs> you call me and you don't need pickles. I didn't call you. Are you crazy or what? No, I'm not crazy. Somebody's playing a joke on us. No, 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 no. My phone rang here and you're asking me for pickles. Nobody's playing jokes.